Simon. Isn't it great to be in church this morning? Uh, this tonight, this morning. My my brain is still a little bit foggy. You might have to forgive me. Um, so I'm practicing for next week. That's right. Yeah, just uh, a quick plug there. We've got uh, church next week in the morning, so that's going to be awesome. So. Um, it's my privilege to um, share the word with you guys tonight, um, to share um, what's on, on my heart. And um, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to come from the heart because it's, um, if you want to put a title down for my message, it's um, the week that was, but what about now? The week that was, dot, 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 but what about now? And tonight I want to just spend some time to celebrate the week that we've just had and sort of explain what uh, the Holiday program was and what it looked like and, and some of the awesome things that have come out of that. But then I also want to share an encouragement with you as a church and say, what about now? Okay? You, are you right with that? You ready? You're with me? Yeah? Awesome. So if you want to um, chuck up those two photos. Yeah, so um, if you chuck up the other one first... Um, the other photo. Yeah, so this is the team um, that we had at, at um, the uh, training day um, just before we started the holiday program. So we do a training day. We sort of teach them a little bit about our culture and um, like give them a few skills and that sort of thing before they start the week um, and just really encourage them. And then the other photo, this is them. So they're all excited. They're all ready to go. They're all raring. And then the other photo is coming back. Yep. Um, so this is, this is the team at the end of the week um, on Friday night. Um, and so as you can see, there's lots of the team members at the back there. And, and then there's this horde of kids that are in front of them. So this isn't the only kids. This is just the ones that wanted to come up for a photo right at the end. And, you know, the ones that stayed behind that had, their parents hadn't legged it out the door pretty quickly. Um, so as you can see, there's probably... A few tireder faces, I'm, I'm sort of looking. Like, you can sort of see that there's a bit more tiredness in their faces. Um, but you can also see the, the fulfillment and the joy in their faces. Can you, can you guys see that? Um, and so, I just wanted to quickly... Um, if you're a, you were a team member for the holiday program this week, can you stand up? <clears throat> and can we as a church just honour these guys? Aaron, you can stand up. You're a team member. That's good. All right, you guys can sit down. And there's plenty more people that aren't here tonight um, because a lot of our team actually come from non-faith backgrounds. Um, so they're, they're, they're on a journey themselves. And so you know, their families are, may not be in church tonight. And that's okay. Like we're still investing in these young people. And so what these team members do, and, and Gray and Amanda lead this awesome team, and, and basically what we do is from 9 a.m. to 12 a.m., we're here, and we're um, hanging out with the kids, we're, we're having fun with them, we're loving them, we're sharing um, just ourselves, but we're also sharing the gospel with them. So we spend five days, and we're, we're leading up to the fifth day, where we actually ask the kids whether they would like to follow Jesus. And the exciting part is, this week, we had about 75-ish kids um, come through the doors, um, and we had about 30 of those that gave their hearts to Jesus, which is incredible. There's, 
There's 30 more little kids that have their name written in the book of life up in heaven because of all of the team members that were there. But it wasn't just those team members. There was plenty more people that I want to honour just quickly before I get into the rest of my message. So if you were a part of anything to do with morning tea, can you stand up? If you donated any money that went to morning teas, if you cooked, if you baked, get up, Michelle, come on. Um, if you were here helping, if you're here serving, um, I just want to honour you guys. Can, can everyone else give them a massive clap? The, these amazing people, you can sit down again. These amazing people, you, the cool thing is, and this is something that we always say as a team, is that, you know, you get a piece of the reward in heaven of those 30 kids. And that's so, so exciting. You know, we, we believe as a church that, you know, you get rewarded for what you do on earth and that you get to have a, like another jewel in your crown or something that is a part of the, these salvations that we had this week. So that's really, really awesome. And, and there's even people from Blackall that donated money. There's, there's people that aren't here tonight as well. I also just want to honour my wife, Cassie, um, who basically led that morning tea team and, and got all the food and sorted it all out behind the scenes and made sure everyone had a job to do, all while having Eliana strapped to her chest. So a big clap for her. She's not here tonight. Um, she's hurt her back, so if you can be praying for her this week, she's, yeah, she was really struggling to move today, which was really sad, so she really wanted to be here tonight. Um, so that's the morning tea people. Um, there's so many other people that were part of this as well. So um, I also want to honour Ian. He came and um, played his guitar for us and, and shared his devotions with us a couple of the days, so give him a clap. And, and None, none of this could... And Simon as well. He was part of the team as well. He did so many things in the background as well. But I also want to give a massive, massive honour to Graham and Amanda. They... Yeah, let's give them a clap. Let's go. Let's, yeah. Yeah. Hope they can hear that. Hope they can hear that. I think they're online watching with us. So they're um, down in Brisbane seeing their family this weekend. So they're having a well-earned rest. Um, but Graham and Amanda are incredible because... They've been doing this for many, many years, but what I love is that they've not lost heart. They, they just continue to, year in, year out, they continue to come to places like this or out west or whatever, and, and they, they spend three hours for five days a week, you know, sharing the gospel with kids, loving them, being with them, getting water thrown at them, and all of that sort of stuff. But then the rest of the afternoon, they're discipling the youth of our church for this week that we just had. So we had about uh, 25 team members um, that were all young people that come to our youth group or are, are connected to us in some way. And, and for the rest of the day, Graham and Amanda are discipling them. So we, we go out and we have fun and we hang out. Um, but then at the night times, we also spend some time with God and we speak into the lives of the young people. And so... What I just wanted to encourage you guys is that, yes, this thing called the holiday program has been a Graham and Amanda thing, but what I love is that it's actually become our church thing this, this year and last year because it's been really exciting because we've had it in our building. So we've had 70 kids in here, but then we've had all their families. And do you know one of the biggest things that I hear people say about churches, and that's oh, you know, if I walk through the doors of a church, you know, the walls will fall down and, and the place will burn to the ground. 
you know. Has anyone heard that? Yeah, the roof will fall in. Yeah. Has anyone else heard anything else along those lines? Yeah, like, but the exciting thing is we've sneakily brought these families that would never set foot in a church into our church building. How good is that? Like, it's, it's so awesome. And we're not trying to be sneaky about it at all. Like, it's just, it's just breaking those walls down because people seem to have this idea in their head that if they go to church, you know, someone's going to tell them they're going to hell. Or they go to church and, and the, you know, they're so sinful, they're so gross themselves that the place just can't even stand looking at them, you know? But what I want to encourage you is that the church is the people. It's not the steeple. It's not the, it's not the building. But I love the fact that we're, you know, as some families are going into the cafe, they're walking under a sign that says Powerhouse Church. And we're, we're just breaking that stigma and saying, you know, it's okay to walk into a church building and nothing bad will happen. Like, and, and, and the best part is you walk in and, and people are actually nice to me. People love me. I, and, and like, I don't know the amount of um, parents, families, uh, faces that they came in and they were just like, you know, so happy to be here and, and they could feel the love and, and definitely all the kids could. And I'm going to speak about that in a moment. But it, it's such an awesome thing that we do. And, and I love that it's not just Graham and Amanda's holiday program. For this week in Maribor, it's our holiday program. And, and so many of you have owned it. And I'm so thankful for that. Because we couldn't do it without you. Like, yes, we have a bunch of kids coming through and, and we're doing that part. But, you know, I, I also wonder, is there anyone here who wasn't here in the building but prayed for us this week? Did you know Maybe it's there. Yeah. So a few people. Yeah. Yep. I honor you guys as well because, you know, that's a really valuable thing as well that you can pray for our team because we need it. We're, we're there and we're hanging out with the kids and, and, and we're just, um, yeah, serving God and, and loving these kids into the kingdom of God, which is what we've done. So, I, if you want to chuck up the, the first scripture there, Brittany, um, this, is the, this is the what now part of my message. So, that was the celebration, um, and um, yeah, that's cool. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I love doing as a Christian is celebrating. We've, we've got to celebrate the wins that we've had, because there's... Um, it's so easy to just get consumed by the day-to-day, isn't it? Like, there's a million and one things that you could be doing in, in your world, but you've got to celebrate the wins. And so we've celebrated, but what now? So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 27 to 31, it says, All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? And obviously all of these questions are rhetorical 
because the answer is no. Do we all have the ability to in, un, interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. And what I wanted to say about that is that, you know, this is my learning from my week in the holiday program in that we're all a body. We're all part of this big whole called the church. And, and each of us has our own little part to play. Whatever that looks like for you, whether it's uh, baking some stuff for the morning tea, whether it's coming and just saying good day to someone um, at the Friday night. Because the other thing that we did during that week is we had five days of, of kids program. And then on the Friday night, we invited all the families to come back for a barbecue. And we essentially just shared the same gospel that we've been sharing to the kids to them. And, and we're planting seeds in their family. And, and so there were so many of you that came out for that as well, that, that were cooking barbecues and, and serving food and, and just being there to chat with people and supporting. And, and what I love about the church and what I love about the kingdom of God is that we all have a part to play. We all have a part to play. There is absolutely no one who doesn't contribute to the kingdom of God if you put your hand to it. Amen? We all have a part to play. And I want to ask you guys, what's your part? What is your part in the kingdom of God? Maybe you know what it is. Maybe you, you feel like you have a calling from God. Or maybe you don't. And maybe you can be like, you know what? I could set up some chairs. You know what? I could cook a barbecue. You know what? I could um, be on the tech desk. You know, I could be on the music team. I could be... Whatever it is that we can do, we have so many parts of our church that we would love you to be a part of. And and in the week of the holiday program, everyone had a job. You know, there was a few more experienced leaders that had, you know, a very specific job and they were sort of leading teams and, and all that sort of thing. And then there was the new team members that were just sort of doing a job that, you know, whether it was at the morning, the kids would come in and they'd have all these fun games to play. You know, they had these, these jobs to do. And, and this is a, an outworking of the kingdom of God. One of the things that Graham and Amanda always say is that, you know, the things that they're teaching the youth and the team that we have, it's not just Graham and Amanda's thought, but it's kingdom culture that they're teaching and, and teaching them that every single person has a job to do and a part to play in the kingdom of God. You know, I, I've grown up in church and I... You know, you, you sort of hear these messages about calling. You hear these messages about, you know, what, what is your, your, your massive, like, part to play in the kingdom of God. And, and it can feel a bit overwhelming. I, I don't know if anyone else has felt like that. But you can hear those things like, oh, God, what's my calling? Like, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. But you know what the Bible says? It says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. And... And that's exactly all we have to do as Christians and, and as part of this church is that if, if there's one thing that you're like, yeah, you know what, I think I can put out chairs. Yeah, you know what, I think I can greet someone at the door. Yeah, you know what, I think I can grab the bucket of offerings and take it around and, and, and put it where it needs to be. You know, like there, there's lots of little things that you could do. Um, and this isn't to like be down on people, but it's just to say that what can you do? Like, what, what can your hand find to do in our church, in our kingdom of God expression in this place? 
Amen. So what's the, if you want to just chuck up the second scripture. So John 13, 35, and this is a simple one. For your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. What, what I love is that through this week that we just had, um, two of the messages, and I think even one of Graham's was um, the devotions that we had with the team before all the kids got there was about love. And, and Ian shared with us, and he was like, you know, God loves us so much. And, and he even shared some of his story and, and, and said, you know, like, sometimes life is messy. Sometimes we go through things and we, we don't feel that love. We don't feel, yeah, that he loves us because of all the things that we've gone through. And, you know, as a chaplain, I walk through some of these things with people on a day-to-day basis. Like, there's kids that talk to me and they're like, yeah, you know what, I, I don't even feel love myself. I don't even feel like I'm worth anything. And I get to speak into that too. But that's just the state of the world, is that we all feel like, sometimes, we don't feel like we loved. And, and we, as a team, we made sure that our love showed God. And that these kids are walking into this place, and yeah, they're having fun and all that, but they're being welcomed with love. They're being welcomed into this, this group of people that are all loving each other, because that was one of our big things from the week, is to make sure that we were loving each other. You know, it's, it's very easy when you're, you're um, serving on the holiday program, and you're a young person and, and whatever, and it, it's very easy to get annoyed at people. Um, it's very easy to, because you're tired and, and there's things going on and, you know, it, it's very easy to, to not love the people that you're with. But I think I can speak from experience and say that the team this year, they really did that. They really took that on. And, and that's an encouragement to you guys that are in the room that you really took on that love and you, you really loved each other. And the beautiful thing was, it's because of that love that those kids wanted to become a Christian. It's because of that love. Without love, we are nothing. You know, uh, that, that Corinthian scripture that we shared in the first point, the next chapter it is all about love. It's the love chapter. It's the one that's said at weddings. It's, you know, love is patient, love is kind. All of those things. And, and what I love is that it flows out of this, this call to say, you know, we're all part of this body. We're all part of this community of faith that, that want to be um, serving God and, and just doing our little bit. But we need to do it with love. Amen? That each one of us wants to be loved and God loves us so much. You know, you can, you can feel sometimes that he doesn't love you. You can feel like the things in your world haven't... Um, made you feel that love and and you've got walls up but that doesn't change the fact that God loves you you know there's a scripture we all know John 3 16 for God so loved so loved the world that he gave his only son so that we can be with him I know that doesn't say that but I I I just like ending it there because we get we we get tongue-tied in the begotten son and all that sort of stuff but um so that we can be with him. That's why 
God loves us. And he, he's welcoming us with, with these open arms into this loving presence. And my encouragement for you guys is, and the what now is, who are you loving that's not a Christian? Who, who are you adding value to in, in their world? You know, it could be someone from work. It could be someone, you know, you see on the street. It could be a neighbor. It could be whoever. It could even be someone that goes to church here. Um, and you feel like you, you just need to give that extra bit of love to them. But God wants us to be people that love. That, that love unashamedly. And that's the kind of love that, that God has for us. Is that he throws away all care and he just loves us and loves us. And we, we put up our hands and we're like, no, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it, God. But he just continues to pour love and love and love because that's who he is. You know, the Bible says that he can't not love because he is love, you know. And, and that's, that's who he is. And that's, that's what we encourage the kids and, and tell them, you know, that God loves them. And, and without that love, our words mean nothing. Like you can say, I love you, but unless you actually really mean it, it, people will see right through that. And, and especially as a chappie, you sort of learn that kids can see right through fake people. Like there's some teachers that I know of, and, you know, for no fault of their own, really, they're, they're just doing their job and that sort of thing. But, like, they're sort of just doing it without love, and they don't actually care too much about the kids. And the kids see right through it, and they're just like, like, why am I going to listen to you? Because you don't actually care. And one of my... I went to a um, Catholic high school, and um, it was called St. Peter Claver College. And it's, it's named after this guy called St. Peter Claver. Um, and he, he was a guy that, that worked in the, slaves, um, in the slave boats and stuff, and he sort of was there, and he was... Um, you know, working with them and, and sharing God's love with the, the, the slaves on the boats. Um, and he had this saying that, you know, before anyone preaches with their words, they should preach with their actions, you know, with their hands and with the things that they do. People don't care, you know, what you say. They care whether you love them. And, and kids and, and adults and... The other thing is that I think we, we get away from the fact that, you know, the little kids, yes, they need love, but I think there's a little kid in all the adults, in, in every person, and that we're all in need of this love. And Jesus wants to be the love for you in your world. And, and I know there's people in here that are hurting. I know there's people in here that have been through tough stuff, but God loves you. Simply put, he loves you. And my encouragement for us as a church is we need to love each other and we need to love those in our world. So, and my third point is from another scripture. Uh, Matthew 9 verse 37. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. And I don't know where you feel yourself in that scripture. I don't know whether you feel like you're part of the, the workers that are few 
and you're just like completely swamped and you're just like, God, like there's so much out there, I just can't do it all. I, I, I definitely feel like that sometimes. But I, I wanted to focus more on the harvest is great. Because one of the things, like, you know, I, I make a living by having spiritual conversations with people. Um, because that's in my job title, you know. I'm, I'm meant to be in the schools to um, be there for the social, emotional and spiritual support of the kids, parents and families in that world. And, and so, you know, we get trained to have spiritual conversations with people. But that's, that's the thing that we can all do. We can all have those spiritual conversations with people. And what I love is that a lot of the time when I'm having these conversations, like, you know, sometimes I'll just start and say, you know, what's your experience of church? What, like, what, have you ever been to church? Have you ever had that experience? And then we have a conversation and sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's negative. Um, But either way, it's a starting point for a conversation. And sometimes I ask kids, I'm like, have you, have you ever thought about praying? Like, have you ever thought about that? And some are like, oh, no, I've never thought about that. And some are like, yeah, I pray every night. And what I love, though, is no matter what question I ask, people are actually really, really ready for something more. You know, I, I feel like COVID is one of those things that has shifted our value system as a society in that, you know, we valued, like, being a hard worker and all those things, and, and that's really good, and, and making money and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But I think um, through COVID, families realised that, hey, I actually live with some pretty cool people. Like, I actually want to spend time with my family. I actually want something more than just the run of the mill, get up, go to work, come home, have dinner, go to sleep, and repeat, and repeat, and repeat. You know, I think people are actually searching for something more. And my encouragement for you guys in this room and and for those online is have spiritual conversations because people are ready for something more. Ask people, you know, what's, what's their, like, value in life? Do they have things that have, you know, greater value? What What's things that... You know, yeah, or just like the questions I said, you know, what's your experience of church? What's your experience of Jesus? What do you think about this? Like, just ask questions that are open-ended, that start a conversation. It doesn't have to be, you know, theologically sound. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, well thought out. Like, it just has to start a conversation with people. And and people are actually really ready for that. Um, Because sometimes we can get a bit scared as Christians in, in that there's, you know... We have to have all of our ducks in a row or we can get scared by the fact that people are against Christian things. And don't get me wrong, there's people out there that are. But I also find a lot of people are like really, really ready to have a conversation about real things. So that's my encouragement to you in that space. And what I wanted to say as well is um, in one of our LACs, our, our youth, they had like a word that was like through four different people. They had like all these different pictures. And one of the pictures stuck with me, and I forgot to take a photo of it, but you can just imagine it with me. So on one side of the picture was lots of 
um, circles, um, and they were like, I don't know, um, about half a centimetre in size, um, and there was, I don't know, about 20 or 30 of them or something. Um, and then on the other side was probably about 100 or 120, you know, little, little circles that were re really, really small. And there was just some words on there that said, these people on the right, or your left, um, that's all the people that know Jesus and that are going to heaven. And these people on the left are the people that don't. And that actually breaks my heart. I don't know if it breaks yours, but knowing that the harvest is ripe, that there's so many people out there that need the hope of Jesus. And, and my encouragement for you is, yes, let's celebrate this awesome week that we have. And, and we all have a part of that, but there's so much more. There's so many more people that need to know the hope and the love of Jesus. Because he is the hope of the world. I, I don't have anything more to say in that space, in that Jesus is the hope of the world. Truly, I, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have Jesus. I, I honestly can't even imagine. You know, my older brothers, they had some times in their life where they sort of walked away from Jesus. And, and I did, but mine was sort of a bit more private. Um, but they sort of walked away for a season and, and you know, they went to parties and, and they did a bit of that. But they didn't find value there because in Jesus is where you find value. And I honour my mum because in those moments... And she's sitting right here, and so you can go and see her at the end of the service. But my mum, in those moments when my brothers were, you know, a bit wayward, they, I mean, they weren't doing, you know, super crazy stuff, but they just weren't with Jesus. My mum prayed for them every single night. She prayed for them, that they would come back to him. And, and that's the sort of heart that we need to have for these people. You know, I, I think it's, it's easy to get overwhelmed, but if you just pick one person that's in your world, whatever, that you, you know, a friend of yours, family member, someone, just pick for them. Pick them, that person and pray for them every single day and see what God does. And ask God for opportunities. Ask him to say, God, give me an opportunity to, to ask and have these spiritual conversations with this person. And see what God does. I think we get overwhelmed by the workers being few. But sometimes if we just put our hand to the plow, our hand to the, to the task and just work and pray, God will do amazing things. Amen.